Hello and welcome back to another episode of Thriving Grace. We are going to start some very exciting Christmassy things but first um, I am joined here by Abby. Hello. Um, and she's going to ask her weekly question. Yes. I'm so excited for these ones. I think this is like the moment in time that I've been waiting for for it to be December so I can make my questions Christmassy. <laughs> so my okay. question is if you could pick one Christmas song to be oh, like don't. your song, if you had no. to be like summed up with a song, what would that be? Oh, I don't know. I think you should go first. I know mine. I know mine. Okay. I'll share. So mine is classic Michael Boob. You know the one that's called like Christmas brackets, baby please come home. Don't that's my favourite Christmas song. No way, I love yes. that one. But for the longest time I didn't know what it was called and people would be like, Ellie, what's your favourite Christmas song? And I'd be like, you know the one that goes Christmas Baby, and everyone like, Ellie, that's every home. Christmas song. So it took me forever to find it, but that is one of my favourite Christmas songs for sure. I actually had to answer this question recently for a little youth advent thing that I'm doing for my youth. Um and I actually said that song or I kind of cheated and gave two answers. So I'll give you my second answer. I love Mary's Boy Child, Boney M. <gasps> yes, that is a good one. I forgot about that it's one. It's just, I don't know, it just gets you moving. Like, I can't imagine it being played in like a family room and not everyone smiling and singing along. Yeah. You know what I mean? Feel good I love it. it. Definitely, definitely. Right, do you want to explain what we're doing yes. this week? So, Elizabeth's story. If you don't know, I'll give a bit of an intro, a brief overview but would definitely recommend a good old read. It is in Luke 1, so that's where you can find it. And the story basically is that Elizabeth and her husband, Zachariah, are people of the town, you know. This is my way, I'm gonna think I'm going to intro it with the way that they're introed in Luke 1, which is in verse That six. sounds like a great idea. Yeah, and they're literally introed by saying that they were people who lived good lives in god's sight and obeyed fully and i mean i'd quite like to have that kind of intro in my life but yeah um the story with elizabeth she we find out after that that she is barren which means she can't have any children and that in that those times would have been seen something that would have carried a lot of shame and would have actually been seen as something that was like the Lord showing disfavour on them, even though we literally see in like the first bit that he saw them to have good lives. Um, but then later on in the story, her story is completely flipped from being this barren woman when Angel Gabriel came to her and said that she was going to have a baby. And then she basically spent the next five months enjoying the pregnant life. And, being sep- and separated herself to go to her secret place with God, which sounds ideal to me. So she did a great <laughs> life. Um, but there is obviously much more to it than that. I thought what would be good was to just kind of look at how she's a very faithful lady. She literally like followed God's plan to a T, and she like had His promise and just absolutely like fully held onto it. So how do you think like? is the best way we can deal with kind of God's promise for us and hold on to faith in the promise and like just dwell, completely dwell in the promise he has for us mm. that's a good question I think it's like it's all about waiting and we did do a um kind of little like oh I know we did do an episode on waiting um yeah. but I think this is totally different when it's like 
waiting on the plan of God. And actually, this is very good timing because yesterday I had a bit of a breakdown mm-hmm. um, about because I am in third year and I have no clue what I want to do with my life. Um, and so actually, like God really spoke to me because I was really just unsettled, really anxious. And um, God like spoke to me through John 15 mm-hmm. um, about like Jesus talking about how he is the vine. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly my like yesterday's devotional was on the same passage and our Sunday service was on that passage so I just feel like God really wanted to say something to me that um and how like throughout that passage it just keeps saying remain in me Mm. um and the word remain is actually is also the Greek word that is used to say make your home Mm. so like make your home in me and I think what God was really telling me there was actually just to like put everything that you have into God Mm. and it's kind of like making an investment so if you're investing everything you have into God you're gonna get some lots of fruit out of it yeah and I guess like what better person to put everything into and to just really like spend your time devoted Mm. to and investing in than the person who knows whether you're going to get that thing or that you want and is Mm. I guess in charge of whether you're going to get that thing um I think for me in the story of Elizabeth when I was reading it I was like she just like literally had this complete faith in God's plan as soon as she heard it we don't see like any of like doubt from her at all I mean I'm sure there was a little bit because like to just completely trust in it like that is commendable um and I think what's really what I learned from it the most and in terms of like really holding on to God's promise that he has for us and holding on to that faith in the promise he has is she saw the importance of like nurturing that promise that he had given her and kind of almost like shielding it from a bit from the world because she she just like completely took herself away and just spent time with God and obviously that is like an extreme thing to do like we wouldn't do that if God said I want you to be a worship leader we can't exactly go into like hiding for five months but (laughs) it's just that idea of like it's so important to just spend time with him like he's the one who's got the promise for you if you're like in a new relationship with someone you're dating someone new and you're not going to get anywhere in that relationship if you don't spend time with them and you're not going to see like the fruit from it if you don't spend time with that person that's the exact same thing of like spending time with God and you're not going to see his promise for you and learn about his promise for you if you don't spend time with him and Mm -hmm. she just spent so much time like praising God and like seeing how much and she could then see how much he was protecting her in all of it and she like completely saw the impact that this promise was going to have on her life Mm. um and that as well I think what's really important is then because her she had so much faith in God's plan that was actually essential to his plan happening and because she stood firm in his word that he had over her life even though it went against kind of culture and everything and what anyone thought was possible she followed God's plan and he showed up and then he fulfilled the promise that he had for her and I think then that's like what I kind of took from it of like the best way to just really hold on to faith is just go back to the person who's made the promise to you Mm. and that is inevitably God but obviously in life that is hard when we like obviously for Elizabeth she heard the plan straight away that God had 
lucky mm. her but we don't always see that um, yeah. and we don't always know what's kind of going on behind the scenes so how would you say that we can trust in God when we aren't seeing anything happening in front of us I think practically one of the best ways I think they always say if you want to make God laugh tell him your plans mm. and I never ever want to be disappointed by God's plan for me yeah. but it's only going to be it's inevitable that I'm going to be disappointed if my plan and God's plan don't line up because I've planned all these things out for my life and mm. if that's not God's plan then they're not going to happen and be disappointed but actually what God has for me is so much better mm. he has the perfect plan for me better than I could plan myself so why would mm. I be disappointed by it yeah um but I'm going to be if I've planned something else I think really practically and it is so so hard not to plan especially if you're mm. a planner like me like I literally need to know yeah. exactly what I'm doing and that is why I'm in such like a limbo of next year but actually like I'm not making a plan because I don't mm. want to be disappointed when what I think is going to happen doesn't come in fruition yeah. because something better has happened that God has orchestrated mm. behind the scenes. What exactly. Think? I think as well, like, obviously it's so hard because it's so hard to trust in what you don't know. And even reading when I read like the story of Elizabeth again, I was literally like, she had it so easy. She literally mm. heard from God and she just like got pregnant pretty much and it just happened. She like heard and it happened. And obviously mm. for some of us we hear and then it can be months until something happens and we can even yeah. be like we just don't hear. Yeah. But I think what's really important to remember in like trying to trust God even in that waiting is that the process has actually begun. And I think it's yeah. like remembering that of like, I know something's happening, even though I don't see it. When I was thinking about this, I was actually reminded of when we back started the podcast back in the beginning. And if you were from, if you heard that story of how it all happened and our kind of backstory about my little rant about the olive tree and plants and everything. <laughs> um, I was thinking about how actually like when you plant a seed, you don't see a flower just suddenly come out of it. No. But it doesn't mean that yeah. nothing's happening underground mm. and I think I was thinking about that and I was like because this plant has to like get used to the what's surrounding it you know get used to the soil that it's in grow develop and that's all things that are happening without even seeing anything happening coming from it and it's exactly what happens for us when we have like a promise from God that there are some promises that we can have from God in life today that are just developing underground um yeah and they need and they will produce like these most incredible flowers but they just in order to do that they need time to prepare and that exactly what you were saying about not feeling disappointed and it's also like not feeling disappointed with having to wait but feeling excited about what you're waiting for and because elizabeth never would have could have imagined what god had planned for her like she thought she wouldn't be able to have a child and she did and she had this like faithfulness and patience and just completely trusted in his plan because she knew that his plan was worth waiting for and I think oh, yeah, it's I so much easier said than done but it's like we have no idea the impact that God's promises are going to have but it's exactly what Ellie was saying about actually knowing and just kind of getting it into your brain that God's plan is better for us and going to be so much more exciting than something that we can plan and trying to be like excited rather than nervous about it I think yeah remembering that definitely helps um and obviously in life we're like exactly what you're saying about having being in third year automatically comes with this like expectation of having to 
plan your life out and plan what you're doing next mm. and that's kind of the world trying to tell us like what are you going to plan but how do we listen to god rather than listening to the world mm. in yeah. testing the plan that's such a hard one whatever stage of life you're in you're going to be struggling with this because you're mm. like i don't know you're always advancing always moving and like i don't know i feel like like what you said you know we don't know what wheels are in motion yet mm. and like god is constantly developing your character mm. to be the person that he needs you to be for you to advance you know mm. what i mean that's a really hard one how do we listen to god and not the world i think possibly one of the most important ones for me that i've found and i know that i write about this a lot on the instagram but like it is all about community and like god never designed for us to be in in this alone yeah like straight away in genesis they're like oh it's not good for man to be alone let Mm -hmm. me find him a helper and like we are each other's helpers Mm. like i know adam and eve like he brought eve into the context of marriage or whatever but like we are each other's helpers as friends Mm. as family and i don't think that god would expect you to just like carve this path out by yourself and to not have people speaking into you like Mm. I could not trust in God's plan by myself and Mm. like yeah one I need to like I don't know live in his spirit and have his help but also like God has put people around me to like whenever I like call them up crying being like oh my gosh like I don't know what I'm gonna do next year God has put people in my life to be like Ellie like what's God saying to you and that is our role that is the God-given role that we have with each other Mm. um so I think my number one piece of advice on how to listen to God's plan rather than the world's is definitely choosing the people around you. Yeah, I love carefully. What do you Um, think? In the story with Elizabeth, she teaches us kind of how to always listen to God's calling as the truth. And I think that's the thing that is kind of really trying to hold on to of like, God knows us inside and out. So his plan for our life is what is true. Um, and his opinion on us is what is true and he knows our capabilities he knows our strengths he knows our weaknesses he knows all of that and I think going back to kind of what we said what I said in the beginning about when in the line that introduces Elizabeth and it says about the first thing that it says to introduce her is God's view of her um, over everything else and I think the way we can then listen to God rather than the world is just keeping going back to him hearing what he has to say about us over Mm. what the world has to say about us because then once we kind of get that and we're used to just going back to him our immediate like reflex would be to go to him rather than going to what the world says definitely and then I think one last thing would be that what is the one thing that Elizabeth teaches you the most in like her story and looking at like holding on to God's plan and all of that I think one of the things when I read it that like really wowed me Mm. is um in I think it's in chapter oh no 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 it's in like verses 39 to 45 which obviously we love 45 Uh, blessed to see who believes that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her yeah but um in that paragraph basically Mary goes and visits Elizabeth and Mary is pregnant and I think obviously like you have the two extremes that Elizabeth is like quite old. She mm. has been asking God for a child for ages. Like she's really, really prayed over this and like really like, I guess she really like 
I don't know, grieved over the fact that she hasn't had one yet and like mm. has been in pain for so long without a child. And then you have Mary, who is supposedly like 14 years old, not even married yet. Literally, probably a baby was the last thing on her mind, <laughs> but like is pregnant. And like take away the fact that she's pregnant with Jesus. Like, I mean, obviously that's a big yeah. part of it, but just take away the fact that these are two women that are both pregnant, but they're on opposite sides. And Elizabeth doesn't go... Like look at Mary and be like, oh, that was so easy for you. You didn't have to go mm. through all this. She doesn't look at someone else's gifting and be mm. like, like, why did you not have to go through what I went through to get this? And I think it's so easy for us when we're waiting. And I like realize that Elizabeth is no longer waiting, but go back to the waiting period. It's so easy for us to see people get what you want and what you're waiting for yeah. without having to do the waiting that you're having to do. Yeah. And it is so hard to kind of look upon that and be like, Oh, like that is so great for you because yeah. like it's just hard like you don't want to be bitter about it but you are like and to be honest I can't like no one expects you not to be mm-hmm. but like actually the fact that Elizabeth is really like joyful for Mary and like really like happy for her um I think that sets like a massive example to us mm. of how we should be when we like come into that situation and actually just like I don't know being like really supportive and encouraging of one another even when yeah. we're not doing particularly how we want to be doing yeah um so I actually I like that bit I've never really yeah. thought of it that way before I until that. I read this no, no, um, no, what no, about no. You? um I think the one thing that I'd say I, I learned most from Elizabeth was this idea of just her resilience and faithfulness completely mm. and she just completely gave her life to God and she just ha- almost like handed herself and her life over to him and just kind of let him take the reins completely, which is, as I said at the beginning, so commendable. Um, and she just, as well, more than that, trusted in the identity that he had for her and he had given yeah. her over the one that she could see um, and over the one that the world tried to kind of hold her to and it was like the world tried to hold her to the fact that she couldn't have a child and they like put that on her and gave her tried to make her feel shameful for it but he completely like she just even through that shame and like must have been like so hard through that waiting Mm. she just completely still handed her life over to god and like as soon as then he did tell her her plan you could just see how because she had that such she used her waiting well that then as soon as the plan came along she just grabbed it and she just absolutely like made the most of it and it's like without god she was seen as this failure but then with god she was like this beginning of like an eternal plan and she had so Mm. much in store for her and she probably didn't even realize that but she didn't doubt god's plan once she'd come because she was obviously so connected to him during the waiting period because she knew that the waiting what she was waiting for was so worth it and it was going to be fulfilled um yeah. so yeah I just love that mm. I've actually thought one last thing oh go on go on of one piece of advice that you okay. would give because I feel like that's always helpful I think I've said this on here before but I read this thing and it's like if you're waiting do what waiters do serve mm. um love that and I think like that is something that I definitely clung on to like in every season like I feel like you're always waiting on something mm. um and actually if you're waiting for something to serve you're doing it all wrong it's all backwards and actually like yeah. 
I don't know, like serving is where the action's at. Like it's where you're going to, I don't know, like meet your future husband. It's where you're going <laughs> to get experience for that job or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this is where it's all, it's all coming. And actually like if you devote yourself to other people, it just feels so much better than waiting around yeah. and twiddling your thumbs and focusing on what you don't have and yeah. what like and start focusing on what you can give to other people yeah and you're discovering your gifts and just becoming who god made you to be and to be honest that's probably getting you closer like along to becoming that person that the god wants to give mm. that gifting to so yeah. that's what i would say what I about you that. mine would be very simply remembering that god has completely got you and remembering that even if you don't know the promises that he has for you he has promises for you and then if you know them well done and <laughs> lucky you but like if you know them enjoy knowing them make the yeah. most of knowing them nurture it protect it all of that mm. and if you don't know them yet don't be like oh I don't know them if yeah. you don't know them yet how exciting is that that you don't know that's, them yeah and, I think it's and just, like that's my piece of advice yeah and if you don't know like specific promises like elizabeth was like you will have a child like god promises to be good he promises mm. to be faithful he promises to love you and to be with you yeah. and those promises are enough yeah like, if you don't know anything else, that is enough and that is something to be excited about yeah so true what a good way to end it that is a great that. way to end it <laughs> just share what we're doing next week yeah so next week we're gonna um look at mary another christmas queen christmas and um queen. i guess look at the opposite and living at looking sorry looking at living an unexpected life and mm. what to do when things don't necessarily go to plan yeah. but also rejoicing in what is happening yeah i guess um if you're not already following us follow us at thrive.in.grace on the instagram mm -hmm. there is some great other content that we throw on there throughout the week yes and we'll have some yeah. great christmasy things coming oh i can't wait can't wait so okay. see you next week see you next week bye, bye.